It's Friday, August 18th, 2023, and this is the Talk Film Society podcast. I am your host, Marcelo Pico, editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society, here with you as always, hosting the show, the Talk Film Society podcast, with my co-host, Siobhan Irving. Hello, Siobhan. Blockbuster time, (laughs) once again, every week. We're... Talking blockbusters. That's right. Blockbusters. Yes, baby. On this mini series of the Talk <laughs> Film Society podcast. Blockbusters. Which will Whoa. end. This is what? The the first of the final three of the trilogy of uh, of, of the end of this series. Next week, we're going to talk, you know, some, some more blockbusters. Uh, uh, you know, week after that. Week after that. One more week of blockbusters. And then that's it. And then, okay, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know we were clo- we were starting the fi- finale trilogy. Yeah, this is it. This is like the third. This is the third act of this series now. What what, what what's a movie that's split into three parts for the finale? Like I, I, Deathly Hollows or whatever went to two parts. Fast X is doing two parts. Well, uh, uh, I think initially, uh, yeah, Fast X was two parts. But didn't uh, uh, Diesel say on the red carpet when he was high? On cocaine with Tyrese, uh, did, uh, did he say there's going to be three parts now? It's a three-part finale. Did he? I, I I know they said they wanted to end at eleven, which seemed to be like a an out to like okay, eleven can also be a two-part finale. I mean, yeah, we, let's get into the Fast and Furious franchise right here, let's do it. right now. Blockbusters, okay, let's do it. blockbusters. It's all, it's all about blockbusters. I think uh, I think you mentioned your favorite Fast and Furious movie. Either last week or the week before. I don't know. Do you, uh, it's, I don't, it's seven. It's Fast it's seven, Furious right? 7. Okay. Yeah, the one directed by James Wan. Uh, I think it's a incredible action film on top of being very emotionally resonant due to circumstances beyond the control of the creators. Uh, and uh, I think uh, this man, James Wan, was put in an unwinnable situation. And uh, somehow he... He he not only wa- he not only dug himself out of that giant hole that they put him in, he uh, he he built a mountain on top of that hole. Yeah, uh, I love that analogy. Uh, you talk a lot about holes, uh, I, and I, I I agree. He dug himself out of that hole uh, and, and created a mound uh, that became a mountain. That also became my favorite Fast and Furious movie. Yes, Furious Seven. Gets the Talk Film Society podcast seal of approval, finally. Uh, so, what, why did we start talking about this? Oh yeah, okay. So the finale of Fast X on the rec- as, as, So here's here's how I took the comments from Vin Diesel. Because uh, he was in Rome, uh, high on cocaine. Did you not see this video, uh, Siobhan? No, I, I did. I did see the video. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and yeah. he like hugs Tyrese or something. Yeah, and he's saying uh, we're in Rome, and his character's name is Rome. It all works. It makes sense. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, that, yeah. Was a, that was a great video. Yeah, that was great. It's a great video. But Vin Diesel's a wild guy. I so, the, so he announced it's not going to be a two part. It's going to be a three parter. And then maybe two weeks later, The Rock. Uh, uh, you know, speaking of The Rock, we haven't talked about him in a while. I don't think we talked Speaking about of his candy ass. I don't, I don't think we talked about this on our Southland Tale show. Have a nice apocalypse, did we? The uh, Rock? No, I don't think we've ever brought. <laughs> no, wait. Let me let me clarify. <laughs> I don't think we, did we talk about uh, the announcement of him coming back to the franchise to the Fast and Furious franchise? 
I think we mentioned it, but we didn't talk about the news where he went on Instagram and he said, "Hey, folks, I'm doing another. Uh, who is he? Hobbs or Shaw? He's doing another Hobbs movie. He's Hobbs. It's, it was a it was a, like a four minute video uh, explaining how he's excited to be back. He's gonna do yada yada. yada. I think that was that's part of the three part finale, right? So it's gonna be a Fast X, which already came out. Then the Hobbs movie, and then Fast X Part Two. I think that's the final three films in, the, in this in this run. But they're going to make more. They're going to make spinoffs. Um, but that's what we're looking at in the future here at the Fast and Furious franchise. So that's uh, that's that's what I believe is going to happen. Siobhan, any thoughts on this? Oh, I, it, it's great. It's great. I've been wanting this. I've been wanting this for a long time. His presence has definitely been missed uh, in eight and nine, and. Uh, I will be glad to have the man back. All right, so Fast and Furious talk done with. Blockbusters. Uh, so what's opening this week? Let's just jump into it. Let's, let's Yeah, what do we got? What's on the docket? Forget, you know, who we that are. That was the news. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the news yet. What's coming out the week of uh, August 18th, 2023? Pop quiz. Go. <laughs> okay, so what's coming out what's in theaters that, this Friday? Yeah, this is the first box office game of the show, of this episode. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so Vampire Dracula Boat, right? That happened uh Yeah, that was last, last week. week. I'm going to give you that one. Yeah, that was and last how week. how do we follow that up? Like, what's the big one? What's the second punch to that first one? Hmm. Um, I'm going to give you a geez. hint. There are two, uh, I'd say big studio movies coming out big in quotes it's a big there are two quotes. big august releases from two studios two big august releases from two different studios yeah uh yeah and also keep in mind we've talked about what was coming out this week last episode at the end of the show so and that we Did, recorded maybe four days ago uh can i really could i receive another hint okay one of these movies is an original movie. The other movie is a franchise film. Franchise film, original movie. Uh, aren't yeah. they making like a new Hunger Games like prequel or some shit? Yes, they are, but that's not being released not it. until I think October, November. Uh, yeah, November 17th. All right, we're going to need one more hint. Your final hint is one movie. Uh, has a color in its name. The other movie is a one-word title uh, that could be described as having to do with animals. Uh, b- uh, b- uh, b- blue skies and uh, uh, the lion. No. Terrible guesses. Damn. This is the worst Damn. you've ever done. Uh, blue Beetle and Strays. Those two movies are uh, out I got this the color week. right. Yeah. Now, that was a fun game. Oh, now, Strays. Dear God. Okay, so you did legitimately forget about Strays. How dare you? <laughs> yes, dare I you? did. I wasn't fucking around here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Strays and Blue Beetle. So That's a pretty gr- great week at the box office. Yeah, so last episode we left it. Uh, it was a cliffhanger. We didn't pick a movie to watch this week. We, no. Do you want to go into uh, personal talk, or are we just going straight to stuff? No, 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 no. This is all building up to what we're going to talk about. And uh, See, what I'm doing is laying the groundwork, okay? 
Okay. This, this is a tease. I'm leading us up uh, to the topic. This, we're, we're teasing. We'll come back to it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, all I'm going to say here is that we're talking Neil Breen. Why are we doing that? I just gave up. I, <laughs> we're we're going to talk about strays. What, what, yeah. what is our closest comp to strays? Uh, we would talk about. I, I, hey, look. I, I said Farce of the Penguins, and I, which nobody I should ever watch that, that yeah. movie. You know, well, okay. Yes. I, I, I'll get into why we're talking Neil Breen, why I forced Siobhan to watch Neil Breen movies this week. Uh, but yeah, like you're saying, Siobhan, I, I looked at a list of like, Oh, talking dog movies or talking animal movies. <laughs> no, none of that shit interests me. It's it's. I, I would revisit Homeward Bound because that movie I remember seeing as a kid and I had the VHS. I'd see it over and over. But that's on Disney Plus and I canceled my Disney Plus subscription two months ago. <laughs> I, I, I was forward thinking. Uh, you know, I think I did it right before the strikes happened. Um, uh, but, okay. And uh, by the way, we are pro- Union here on the show. I want to you know put that out there Whatever. again? Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, so I, uh, no, Homeward Bound crossed off the list. No, uh, and also uh, uh, the other one, Scooby Doo, I was going to suggest, but that's also not on. That's a good idea, but nah. Uh, it's not. It's not a streaming service either that I, I have. Uh, I don't think it's on any streaming service. I think you have to pay for it. I don't own Scooby Doo. Right. I should own Scooby Doo. Yeah. I like that movie. It should be. It should be a 4K box set of those two. It would have been. You know. You know what? What? You know. Scooby Doo would have been perfect. You know why? It would have been. Yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar's in it. That ties into our other podcast. Also, James Gunn. Uh, also, James Gunn wrote the movie, director of uh, DC over at Blue Beetle. Yeah, so it would. Hey, Scooby Doo would have been perfect. It I really would have. Actually, I, I also think it, it's a summer movie. <laughs> so, uh, well, well, I'll double check but, that. But, but hey, inspired, <laughs> but like we didn't need to do that. And we've talked a lot of DC here already. We had like a big flash conversation a few episodes ago. Yeah, the first Scooby Doo came out in June in 2002. Anyway, yeah, perfect pick. But we, no. But Marcelo didn't tell me about it, so I couldn't uh, <laughs> say yes to it. So uh, I kept it to myself, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to pay for Scooby Doo. We're not doing Scooby Doo. So <laughs> Marcelo's against paying for movies. I, uh, I, hey, I just came from a movie that I paid for, and I regret that decision. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say what the movie is. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. No, we won't. Uh, not this one. But so yeah, we gave up on the theme this week. Marcelo just happened to be going to a screening of Neil Breen's uh, a fa- famed amateur filmmaker, uh, independent filmmaker, Neil Breen, his latest work, uh, Cade, the tortured crossing. And, uh, Marcella just, just texted me out of the blue and said, we're doing Neil Breen this week. And I was like, okay, <laughs> fuck it. Cause I've been meaning to watch this man's movies. Yeah. And, uh, so we're, 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 we're talking, we're going to be talking some Neil Breen. And, and yeah, it was right after the screening. I go, you know what? Yeah, let's do Neil Breen. And do you, okay, you must remember this. Uh, that conversation about gravity, uh, uh, your viewing of gravity. And, and remember we were talking about how, you know, our favorite movie going experiences and all this. And I specifically said, I like it when there's like an energy in the crowd, when, you know, there are reactions and, you know, yeah, yeah. To a point, I don't want people talking through a movie, but like, you know, there, there's energy there at certain screenings. I said all that. We recorded the episode right before I get in my car, drove 10 minutes to, to the theater that, that was playing Cade, the tortured crossing, the new Neil Breen movie. 
and I had that experience there. I, <laughs> I'll get into it later, but it was quite something. And it was great to experience that in the middle of the dregs of August, where I, I, did, I, I did not go see Mutant Mayhem. I'm probably not going to now. I didn't go see yeah. The Meg 2. Probably not going to now. Oh, uh, I, about that one. I'm, I'm, it's, it's, I, I, I just don't, I don't have it in me to see those movies. I don't know what it is. I, maybe I'm, I'm feeling a bit lost. Got some things going on in the background, whatever. But then this screening, yeah, opened my eyes. In a, in, in, in maybe, a whole new. Maybe way. you'll discover who you truly are at your seventh viewing of Barbie. Yeah, you know what? You're right. No joke. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that's what we're going to be talking about. Neil Breen and Cade, The Tortured Crossing. But first, news. This is the news segment. The news. Siobhan, go ahead. Talk about the news. Uh, What's going on in the news this week, Siobhan? <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, first off, um, our first story up uh, for grabs, according to the Hollywood Report. Porter, uh, uh, oh, have you seen this fucking Michael O'Hare shit from the blind side? Oh yeah. That's the big news today. This yeah. Is, yeah. This is actually big news. This has been, this has been like wild. Hold on. Okay. So before you do that, uh, my, so, cause that's, that's actual news that we could talk about. Uh, yeah. I have, I'm, I have some, you know, news related to a movie we talked about last week. The voyage, sorry, the last voyage of the Demeter was truly the last voyage of the Demeter at the box office. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. No, I, I, I hate these puns that these trade magazines use because like, I, I opened up Variety just to uh, look up this article about the last voyage of the Demeter bombing at the box office. And the first sentence here says, the last voyage of the Demeter sank without a trace over its opening weekend. Going I, I no hold on hold on going to episode. a watery grave with just six point five million. Anyway, I also saw some tweet that was like, uh, like our vampire is dead because uh, Renfield and uh, Last Voyage of the Demeter came out this year and both bombed. And I'm like, tell me anything about Last Voyage of the Demeter or Renfield that looked good? Was their marketing good? anything that those two movies had going into them that made anyone think they might make any amount of money. I don't care that they had vampires in them. That's uh, people aren't tired of vampires. They looked like bad movies and people saw that. What looks like a good movie? Barbie Oppenheimer. They're making money. Meg two looks pretty fun. It's making money. Is it? Oh yeah. A lot. Oh, I didn't realize like shockingly a lot. Like, <laughs> Like it's at like here. Let me let me click on it right here. I'm on box office mojo. Okay, yeah. It's already over 250 worldwide. No, it's it's a hit then. It's a hit. Uh, uh yeah. I don't know, Siobhan. I and also it was the weekend that I went, uh, to to the lake house. I had a lake house weekend that weekend. I think when the Meg Two came out. So, uh, if if I don't see a movie right away, I just like sit on it and you know I get it to eventually or not at all. And that might be the case for the Meg 2, but you know what? I'll, I'll give you this. I'll try to go see the Meg 2, and I'll report back. Thank God. Thank you yeah. so much. Um, oh, so- I saw something. Else, somebody else talk about how they were they were like using Last Voyage of the Demeter as proof 
that uh, online meme marketing doesn't work as if, but, but like in my experience that I saw, I didn't see anybody making these last voyage jokes until this last week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, like a couple days before the movie came out, uh, they compared it to Barbenheimer, mm. which was like an ongoing joke for months. Yeah. So like, I, I, I do, I, I think that was silly. It was silly. A silly observation from yeah. a silly woman. Because I uh, saw the movie, no, cool. I saw the movie uh, Wednesday uh, night, I think. And then that night when I left, we left the theater and I tweeted my um, my reaction tweet, that's when I started to see the memes. So that was like Wednesday night before the opening right. uh, on Friday. Uh, whatever. I It's dumb. I, I, I have read an article. It's all dumb. I have read an article like trying to theorize why the Barbenheimer thing happens because it was one of those – I've seen it compared to like planking – and other weird internet <laughs> stuff, which I guess that makes sense, but like, yeah, kind of. It it it, it, it's, it goes beyond that. Like, people who are smart enough to know that you know what movies are good, like us, Siobhan, like you and me, I think we know generally which movies are going to be good, right? You know, we we have yeah. awareness that hey, Greta Gerwig's making a movie, Christopher Nolan's making a movie. We're going to go see these movies. At least I am a few times. Yeah, I haven't been to the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, uh, I, I forgot to uh, ask you this, uh, Siobhan. How do you feel about the summer movie season of 2023? <laughs> Shaping up nice, baby. Yeah. Even though, look, I, I have to admit, this week, this week in particular, not the most exciting week, but it's been sandwiched in between so much goodness. Like you can't deny that. I can't. No. So absolutely not. That's Siobhan's update of the summer movie season 2023. Uh, now, yeah, whatever. The end of that point I was going to make uh, was nobody knows how it happened, really. Barbenheimer. I, I I think it it certainly helped that there was that awareness of uh, by people like us, Siobhan, that kind of pushed it to like, hey, two good movies are coming out the same day. Couldn't be more different. But and then it gets to the, the I I can't even explain it. You know, there's there's no rhyme or reason why it happened. Just it happened, and and, and I read like a thousand words and somebody trying to nail it down and they couldn't. It was nonsense. <laughs> so <laughs> and much like me talking now, it's nonsense. It makes no sense. So you're right. I can't imagine anybody banking on oh, there have been a lot of Dracula boat memes in the last two days. This thing's gonna make a hundred million dollars. No. <laughs> Uh, but the movie's right. good. I said the movie's good, and I yeah. I'm not surprised that it bombed because it, that just happens. It's it, it, like maybe if they released it like in in like September October and yeah, horror movie season, a different release time seems like that could have been the ticket for that movie. Yeah, but whatever. That's 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 that news done. Uh, let's go back to this Michael. Uh, sorry, this Michael O'Hare. Business. Yeah. Okay. So. I'm not. I haven't 100 read into it too much. I've just been seeing tweets about it and stuff. But okay, apparently news. he is suing uh, <clears throat> the subject of the, the Blind Side, uh, Michael O'Hare, uh, Oscar-nominated film, um, Oscar-winning uh, Oscar film, Sandra yeah. Bullock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, claims uh, he's suing the his family, right? 
and claims that, or maybe he's not suing, I'm not sure, but he, he claims that he was never actually adopted by the family. They just had him under a conservatorship, conservatorship uh, to exploit his story and his career for their own gain. And they uh, sold his story, wrote that book that became a movie or whatever. He didn't see money out of it. They did. Um, the 2E family. Uh, uh, sound like uh, terrible people. Not, not, not that, not that they seemed that great anyway. But uh, yeah, yeah. Because it's uh, I'm reading. I did read. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, some tweets, half an article on it. I'm reading through another article here on ESPN.com, the leading news source. Um, yeah, uh, uh, it says here the petition by O'Hare alleges that uh, the Tui family who took O'Hare into their home as a high school student, never adopted him. Instead, less than three months after O'Hare turned 18, uh, the couple tricked him into signing documents, making them his conservators. Uh, What I also read is that the family got a percentage of the... uh, Well, first they sold the rights to O'Hare's story. He got nothing from it. Uh, he, he basically got tricked into signing something that said, oh, the studio and the family now owns your story. In, in, you know, in perpetuity, you get no residuals, you get nothing. Uh, meanwhile, the family got a percentage of the residuals from the box office. Uh, uh, speaking of box office. Uh, and I think their kids, the two kids that uh, appear as characters in the movie, they got like a quarter of a million dollars each. So they made out like like bandits. And O'Hare got nothing. How, how, can you imagine being this vile of a human? Myself, hey, genuinely? Uh, no, I mean, hey, look, I can't, can't imagine. But you're okay. You know, for sure. You're going to make $50 million off of doing this. Could you do this? Uh, could I, uh, depends on who I'm doing it to. Am I, am I doing it to you? <laughs> you're doing it to somebody who seems by all accounts to be a sweet man. And a no, talented I can't. football player. Of course. No joking. I can't do it. And I, no. uh, and they should be sued. They should be petitioned, whatever they need to pay up, pay up. That's, yeah, that's, that's the theme. A tragedy, a crime. That's the theme of the series. People need to pay up and shut up. Studios. Everybody needs to listening? shut up. <laughs> Including us. That movie sucks, by the way. Have you seen Blindside? No, never have. Total I, garbage. Never, never had any interest it. in seeing it. Never had any interest. I I, I almost want to see it now. one of the worst movies nominated for Best Picture that I've seen. I almost want to see it now, but then I realize that if I see it now, of course, <laughs> the family will get the profit from it. Find a, find, a, find, a, find a way around giving them profit. I yeah, okay, yeah, good idea. That's a good idea. Uh, okay, so that's the news. We hit it all. Uh, nothing else is going on this week. Uh, and now, what have we been watching over there? What have we been watching over there? Our famous segment. Uh, I'll just go ahead and start. Yeah, where we talk about the things that we've been watching over there. We've been there. watching over there. Siobhan, yeah, what have you been so watching over there? What, what I've been watching over here is um, I watched the 2008 sex comedy, uh, teen sex comedy, Sex Drive. Oh, yeah. Uh, which... I did recommend at one point to be a commentary and Oh, I remember that. Uh, yeah. But but I think I ultimately kind of vetoed it myself and gave up on it cuz I was like it had been too long since I'd seen it. But now that I've seen it again, 
great time. Really fun a teen sex comedy in the vein of like American pie or whatever. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's as well made as that film. It's, it's, it's too long first off, but like, it is very sweet, very kind hearted. Um, you got like, a, you got Amanda crew in there. Uh, it was nice to see a young Amanda crew, a lot of great jokes. I, I was laughing really hard throughout the thing, which, uh, any comedy that can make you laugh. <laughs> oh boy. Ain't that the good stuff. Strays coming out this week. Um, but no, I, I totally recommend sex sex drive. If anybody is looking for that type of movie, I mean, obviously there's some 2008 kind of gay joke humor in there, but it's pretty minimal. Honestly, I think it, I think it does well. I will give it a shot. I've never seen it. I I recommend it. I I, I really do think it'd be a good background movie while you're doing your work. I think, I think that's why you, oh, that was a reason why you, uh, vetoed it yourself from, uh, from it being a commentary because you, you you didn't want to force me to watch something that I hadn't seen before. Sure. In the commentary arena. I, I know you don't like to do that. Meanwhile, I do it to you all the time. I don't mind it. I, got, I was good with the Terrifier 2 commentary. Okay, I re Yeah, that turned out great. <laughs> uh, give us $1. You can listen to that. It's awesome. Literally. Uh, Moonlight. I watched the Moonlight again. You watched uh, the Moonlight again? I, I, I loved it even more than the first time I saw it, which I was pretty late to the party. I don't think I saw it until like 2020 or something. Oh, you're but uh, it's a great movie. It's beautiful. It's really... Barry Jenkins is like a phenomenal filmmaker and I just I I'm so happy for his future making what three Lion King movies or something. Oh, yeah. Um it's depressing. But uh <laughs> but yeah, the like it is a really insightful, beautiful, wonderful story. I can't believe this got to best picture. Uh it's great. Uh great performances, everything. It's it's incredible movie. And uh, I've watched uh, the movies we're going to talk about today, and I guess finally I can say Apostle. You heard of Apostle? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I saw that you saw this, Apostle. That's by my good old boy, uh, what's his name? Gareth Gareth Evans. Evans. Yeah, Yeah. I I said it. And you said Not Gareth Edwards. No, confusing. I have to remind myself. Yeah. Um, What what did Gareth Evans do? He's, He's made cool movies. Uh, he's doing um oh god is he the one the who- raid he did the raid movies yeah well no wait now I'm getting confused hold on Gareth Evans yeah did the raid movies and he did Apostle and uh, yeah uh, Edwards did Rogue One and the other one that's mm-hmm. coming out the and yeah whatever bullshit yeah uh yeah so Gareth Evans the creator. Pretty obviously the uh, the more interesting filmmaker in my eyes, uh, but uh, yeah, Apostle's cool. Um, I owe it another watch because I'm going to be honest. I was kind of half watching it on my phone, which does not work for this movie. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of kind of like there, there's a com- there's a complex plot uh, that's told kind of uh, not in the most straightforward way that I could never pick up on. But when I, but when I finally started to pay attention was in like the final half hour of the movie. And there are these absolutely wild visuals going on. Some like very crazy inventive stuff. Um, freaky shit. Uh, I would recommend it, even though I don't have the biggest leg to stand on there. <laughs> you don't have the biggest leg to stand on in terms of, uh, you didn't see it in the right way, because is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I can't say anything, because I saw this 
in a theater the week it opened uh, at Fantastic Fest. Um, uh, so I had a great experience watching it. But I, I remember... Wow. It was one of my favorites of that year, of 2018. And I was totally on board for another uh, Gareth Evans movie after seeing The Raid, The Raid 2. This is not either of those. And even, even I was like... What is this? This is kind of slow. This is not what I wanted in this in, in a Gareth Evans movie. But as soon as I got over that, I I did enjoy a lot of it. There's like one scene where it does feel like oh he he, he decided to make it the Ray two all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, there there is like one kind of like action fight scene. Yeah, yeah, but it's like really cool. But other than that, I mean, it's been five years since I've seen it, but I just remember Dan Stevens, the star of the movie, just crawling around in mud for two hours straight that's my memory right. of it uh, but yeah, it, uh, it's, it's good essentially yeah yeah but it's good i i do like it and uh i think that same year i think it was like that year another year there's like a string of like pretty good netflix movies remember that one with like thomas jane and it's a Stephen king movie i think that also came out that same year the mist no on a, no, a different Thomas Jane Stephen hold King. Hold on, movie. let me see if I'm right. Thomas Jane Stephen King movie. Okay, the mist comes out. Oh, 1922. 1922. Uh, it says here it came out. Oh, the year before, uh, in 2017. Uh, I was close. Uh, but no. Uh, hey, if you have Netflix, which I don't, I canceled that subscription too. Um, check out 1922, uh, starring Thomas Jane. Uh, Based on a Stephen King, I think, short story. Uh, 1922, I'm looking it up. It's a novella. Of course it's a fucking novella. I should have guessed. It's good. That's all That's all I'll say. Sick. What have you been watching over there, Marcelo? Oh, it's my turn now. Okay, let me dig up my diary. I failed to mention this. I didn't fail, because I'm, I'm planning to talk more about it next week. But I did see... Uh, Gran Turismo. I saw that. What's this? I didn't know you did. No way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, based on a true story. Yeah. I saw Gran Turismo based on a true story. Wow. Um, I went to one of their special screenings. They, if you're listening to this, I think they're, this movie opens up in, uh, in a week from now, right? They've been showing previous screenings for the last like three weeks. Uh, our, our mutual yeah. friend, Mike Schindler pointed, put, pointed this out. There are screenings like, this past weekend, Saturday, Sunday, next weekend, the weekend this this is coming out, Saturday, Sunday, leading up to the release officially next week. Anyway, I was bored on a Saturday night. You know, girlfriend's out of town. What am I going to do? I'm going to watch the Loud Racing movie in the Dolby Theater. Did I like it or not? Listen next week. I'll Stay give you a tuned. full review. Uh, but I did see it. But that's not what, that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about... I did see Oppenheimer again. Is that one three or four? Four. <laughs> I've seen it four times. I've seen Oppenheimer. I've been four in the times. movie theater for let's say fourteen hours conservatively to just, just to see that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's not talk about that. You know, it, <laughs> you know, I about the time I've spent watching one movie. Uh, <laughs> I, I I I liked seeing it again this time because it's. I went to a sold out show. Is what I'm trying to say, and. There was a long line getting in. This was like uh, at the IMAX theater downtown in Austin here. Uh, in suits. The Bob Bullock Theater at the museum. And 
it was a sold out show and people were in line like buzzed about it uh, not i mean i was buzzed i was drinking beer but they were a buzz about it uh, I, the people in front of me were like oh yeah i normally don't see movies twice in theaters but this is so good just normal people talking how great this movie is before even seeing it that's great you like to hear that right yeah yeah i do i do and uh another great screening of it i still haven't seen it on film probably never will Sorry, Christopher Nolan, but I had to see it one more time because they extended this the uh, the run here at that big uh, museum IMAX screen. So I had to see it there because uh, I hadn't seen it there before. All right, Oppenheimer, still pretty good, not his best. Um, we'll see how it does, uh, you know, when it comes to Oscars. Siobhan, any predictions on Oppenheimer's Oscar chances? It's pretty safe to say it'll do something. Okay. It'll get nominated and stuff. I, uh, I like where you know, you're gonna get. We're, we're gonna get Killian Murphy Best Actor nominations. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get Florence Pugh Best Supporting Actress nominations. We're gonna get Robert Downey Jr. Best Supporting Actor nominations. We're gonna get Best Picture nominations. We're gonna get Best Visual Effects nominations. These are things production design probably. Yeah. These are things set in stone. Wardrobe score. Set in stone that they will be nominated. Will they be? overdrawn by some new films that we have yet to see. That is the real question, Marcelo. And that I cannot say. I cannot predict the future. Uh, hey, hey, do you think uh, Barbie has a good chance at production design? Honestly, that looks like cool as hell. I think so. Uh, you know, not to make this uh, our Oscar show, uh, which... No, that'll come back uh, as soon as this one ends, right? <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh I, I do think Barbie's going to get uh, some some Oscar nominations. I do. You know, technical stuff like uh, production design, shoo-in. Uh, costume design, absolutely. Um, best song? I'd say, yeah. Uh, long shots would be not that big of a long shot. Like um, Ryan Gosling, supporting actor. He's got a good chance. I mean, if you fight, we talked about this a few weeks ago. If you can nominate fucking Johnny Depp for leading actor in fucking Pirates of the Caribbean. Leading actor. He got a leading actor Oscar nomination. Johnny dipped it for Pirates. Get Ryan Gosling in there for supporting actor for Barbie. I think he deserves it. Um, possibly Margot Robbie. That's the bigger long shot. Uh, but then when you get to like best picture, best director, uh, best uh, screenplay, I mean, l- listen. Siobhan, listen to me. Barbie is this year's Top Gun Maverick, in my book. Two blockbusters that made a lot of money. Populist film. Crowd-pleasing. They're actually good movies. I think both Top Gun Maverick, Barbie, dare I say maybe equally great you know, films that I think deserve recognition. I would totally just say, yeah, I'm rooting for a Greta Gerwig nomination, either director, writer, uh, and best picture, maybe that's maybe the the biggest long shot. But hey, gonna save this energy for when we get to the Oscar season podcast series in a few months. All right, that was Oppenheimer, and then I saw uh, two great '80s movies I've never seen before. I saw Valley Girl and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, both on the big screen, by the way. They, I, I don't know why they played these two movies. Well, I know why they played these two movies. Uh, Valley Girl, they played because it was the, I think, uh, 40th anniversary. It came out in 1983. And, of course, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. 
in, in honor of Paul Rubens. Um, but it was funny seeing these uh, this past weekend. Like I saw Vela Girl on Saturday and saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure on Sunday. Turned out to be great. 80s films to watch in a theater with a packed audience. Cool. Both co-starring Elizabeth Daly. Uh, Siobhan, do you know who Elizabeth Daly is? Uh, that's Andy Daly's mother? No, close enough. Well, uh, have you seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure? You have, right? I have, have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it, it's been a while. Yeah, uh, she's Dottie. She plays Dottie. She's, she's Dottie. E.G. Daly. And yeah. it's like all uppercase for some reason. Yeah. Uh, cool as hell. Also known as, as uh, sorry, also known as Elizabeth Daly. She's got a great career. She's also on Streets of Fire. She's great in that movie. Uh, but I didn't realize, or I didn't make the connection, that she's also the voice of Tommy Pickles on The Rugrats. And also has a lot of voice acting credits. Um, but I had Elizabeth Daly double feature because she was in both movies. I just wanted to point that out. Elizabeth Daly is great. Uh, and these two movies are great. That's what I saw this past weekend. That's, Siobhan, I think, what I have seen here, over here in Texas. All right. Uh, so we've seen what each of us have seen over there. So it's time for our third segment. Is does that, Do we have a third segment? Our third segment is now what we call the meat of the episode. The protein. Okay. Why we're the, here. The, yes, this is the... You know, you buy your hamburger and you take off the the bun, the lettuce, the pickle, the tomato, and you take all that stuff off. You scrape it off with a napkin, and uh, then and then you just uh, use a knife and a fork to eat your burger, your plain burger. <laughs> That's right, folks. We're talking Neil Breen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so continuing that conversation we were having before. Yeah, after I saw Cade the Tortured Crossing in a theater last week, uh, I'm like, Siobhan, Neil Breen, you in? And you said, yeah. So going, let's go back to that moment of you getting the, the news that I'm, I was like, okay, we're doing a Neil Breen episode. Cut to you, Siobhan. You said earlier you wanted to see the man's work before, but why did you want to see the man's work? Like, tell me what your awareness was of Neil Breen before. Mm. You got that text from me saying, Neil Breen, okay. question mark? My awareness of him is that he was, he is a, I knew he was an independent filmmaker who like financed his own movies or whatever and made them all entirely out of the system. And I know that he has a reputation for being kind of uh meme like his jokes aren't, or his movies aren't uh, well-made, blah, blah, blah. I've seen some clips that like people laugh at and stuff. And, uh, I also know that like everything I've seen kind of points to, uh, I, I, uh, when I was watching them, it became very apparent. And I had this feeling that like things I like that I tend to like, feel like they've been inspired by Neil Breen's work that, that, that odd editing, uh, that like comes along with like Tim Heidecker stuff and on cinema and, uh, our second best friend, very true, uh, her work. Like, and I knew that she was a big fan of, I know she's a fan of Neil Breen, uh, in particular. And like, I am like always seeking out her recommendations because literally 100% of the time I'm in line with her. And then also, uh, out of the blue, Neil Breen followed me one day. 
<laughs> and on Twitter. And he follow he follows a good amount of people, but he doesn't just follow everybody for some reason. He follows like like one fifth of his followers or something like that. So I still felt honored by it. And uh Does he still follow you? He does, yes. Oh, interesting. And uh yeah, I checked yesterday. Oh well, maybe something changed today. But uh I felt like it was stolen valor. I wasn't a a true Neil Breen fan. I, I I knew I liked the guy just from like how he how he worked, how he uh his story that I did what little I did know about it. But uh yeah. I knew I needed to actually get into his film one films one day, his work, and uh I was happy to have whatever dumb excuse to do it. And here's the dumb excuse. The Talk Film Society podcast. Now just some background for people who don't know who Neil Breen is. And I hope you Googled the name if you didn't know. I'm sure I put it in the title, in the episode title description. But Neil Breen, I think, uh, to me, and this goes into my awareness of him, to me, he did pop up like 2012, 2013 on my radar because people were sharing a clip from Faithful Findings. His, 2012, his, his, uh, his 2012 film. Um, people were sharing the clip of him getting angry and tossing his laptop or no, he tosses a book and said, no more books. Right. That's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That clip was shared online and people were laughing. Ha ha. I laughed. Ha ha. What is this? This is funny. Ooh. Yeah. But yeah, that's when I found out that he's his own, uh, director, writer, producer, editor, actor, uh, cinematographer, and also production designer, manager, Casting, set design, wardrobe, props, lighting design, special makeup effects, locations, administrative accounting, craft services, uh, makeup, hair, and sound editor. He does all that on all of his films, pretty much. Um, and I, 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 yeah, I never sat down and watched a Neil Breen film until uh, earlier this year when I finally watched one at. Um, this, uh, uh, this place in town called Hotel Vegas screens these films by this film club called Hyper Real. I've been to a lot of their uh, film screenings, and I went to Faithful Findings here at this Hotel Vegas, this bar that just screens these movies. I'm like, okay, never seen it before. Be fun to see it with a crowd. What a screening. Uh, it's It was ridiculous. It was exactly what I want in something like this where, let me tell you this. I guess I'm just thinking into it. I just saw a movie tonight that I did not enjoy <laughs> in a theater. Um, should I even say what it is? I don't want to be too negative, but to me, it was it was a low budget movie from the '80s. Some craft in it, but overall poorly made um, and not fun. It's supposed to be fun. the The gimmick of this movie was supposed to be fun, but I just was stone faced throughout the whole thing. Pretty much. It made me laugh a few times. But when I watch a Neil Breen film, like I watched, you know, you know, Fateful Findings or K the Tortured Crossing, this man who does all this work making these movies, he and his films are entertaining. I <laughs> could not stop laughing, enjoying myself while watching Faithful Findings when I did earlier this year. Same for K the Tortured Crossing. I have fun watching these movies. Even though, yes, you could say they're bad. <laughs> they're poorly made. The script is oddball. The acting is maybe bad. I don't know. But 
it's it's entertaining. I respect this filmmaker Neil Breen because yeah. there's there's so much to me like unfit like his only ceiling is like the budget he has. It's, he's self funding these movies, um, but I but he. I can tell there's passion behind it. He doesn't it. let that get in the way of his vision. Exactly. No yeah. What that means. He has this vision and nothing will stop him to get that vision. Yes. It's I see that in in the in these movies and that's why I I get excited talking about Neil Breen now. I'm a full Neil Breen fan. He feels like an artist, right? He does feel like, like he an feels, artist. He really does feel like a an auteur, yeah. if you will. Um, um okay so that's that's the groundwork here so hopefully people now know who neil breen is he's yeah p- people compare him to i'll say this and then i'll toss it back to you siobhan but people have compared him to like tommy wiseau but i don't fully agree with that i, I really I don't agree with that either yeah uh there's a new york times profile on neil breen that i just read uh today uh it, it, it was published to me two weeks ago um in anticipation of k the tortured crossing um and i agree with this writer i should pull up the writer um where the writer of this article um rumsey taylor great name uh he 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 basically said that uh yeah you know the direct comparison is maybe tommy wiseau uh or who's another bad filmmaker i don't know but ed wood ed wood yes but you know ed wood you know made some classics but i guess was never fully recognized until he passed away for just how you know, passion he was as a filmmaker. It was always the butt of the joke for the longest time, Ed Wood. And also Tommy Wiseau, butt of the joke. Tommy Wiseau more like, like, yeah, he did The Room, but beyond that, like, he did, like, what, like a Hulu show? And he acted some, but... There's, did, he, did he make Best Fiends? No, I think his... Uh, I think the, the other guy did. Uh, Greg uh. Sestero, I think his name is. Um, but with Breen, I think the man's been working over 10 years now. He's made like five films. Oh, that, way more. Yeah, like, well, he's yeah, almost yeah. at twenty. He's almost at twenty. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Two thousand five, Double Down, his first movie. Almost twenty years working, and for God's sakes, <laughs> Cade the Torture Crossing, which is the one I saw <laughs> last week, and you haven't seen it yet. Sequel Javon. to Twisted Pair, by the way, which we'll talk about. Yeah, we'll talk about it. He is on fire. The things he does in Cade the Torture Crossing, <sighs> I mean. As soon as we start talking about these films individually, I'll, I'll get to why Cade is like such a triumph in the Neil Breen fashion. Um, but I'm I'm just so eager to see what he does next. You know, uh, unfortunately, Ed Wood never got that. I don't think while he was still alive, Tommy Wiseau couldn't live up to the hype of The Room. But Neil Breen, he is living walking proof that if you have a vision and you're so dedicated to that vision. You know, there there'll be people there to see your movies, <laughs> whether right. they're good or bad. Uh, so yes, yeah. so that's Neil Breen. We've we've talked about this a little before. What, what do you think the vibe is? Do you think the vibe of that theater are, are they laughing at this movie or are they laughing? Okay. Interesting point. Um, so for for let, let's go to Cade, uh, the Torture Crossing. Let's go to that screening. I was kind of expecting something like, okay, this crowd, uh, this Alamo Draft House, Austin crowd, sometimes they do get on my nerves, you know, when it, when it comes to laughing at movies, when they shouldn't be laughing at movies. Um, but my whole thing but with No Brain is like, I can laugh, sure, 
but like I, I still want to see this movie. I still want to see this man's vision. There is some laughing at it, but oh my god, there are moments where people were cheering, people were clapping, and people were saying yes, Neil. <laughs> I do feel that his his fans, and I'm I'm one of those fans. I think sometimes yes, I do laugh at the man, but also I there's this respect that I'm like okay. Yeah, whatever that was, I just saw, he pulled it off, and it is what it, it is. What it is, it it it's, it elicited a reaction from me and this audience. And by the end, we we're all Neil Breen fans. It was I can compare it to maybe I I when I saw RRR last year in a theater, I never did I never did get one of those like you know people dancing in the aisles and like it, 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 people shouting and screaming. I never got one of those screenings. I well, you know. Whoops, you know, I, I, and the movie itself, I think, was okay, you know. The screening went, uh, when I went to go see K the Torture Crossing is what I imagine those are, are, are screenings are. <laughs> people shouting, people screaming, people having fun. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, I think for the most part, those are Neil Breen fans there to watch a movie, to be entertained by it. I think that's great. There is part of it that, yes, of course, it's ridiculous, it's silly, yeah. but. I don't know. It's it's really hard to pin down. It it, it isn't one way or the other. It's very, uh, and I I did try to watch some Neil Breen interviews, but I couldn't go. I couldn't make it past you know a few minutes because <laughs> it, it, I it, there's like this video being shot from the audience, and I think he's a smart guy, Neil Breen. I think he knows why some people watch his movies, but I still think he's so committed to his vision that. I think he's he's having his cake and eating it too. He's making his vision, but I think he also understands he's the butt of a joke sometimes. But I don't know. He's still doing it. He's still making these these insane yeah. things. I'm like he, he's I'm happy on board. to be entertaining people. Yes, like, I think so. No matter yeah. what that means. Yeah, but I, I will say, and 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 we can talk we can talk about the movies individually now. But like I will say, K the Torture Crossing, it doesn't feel winky to me like other you know quote unquote. So bad they're good movies. Like the yeah. movie I watched earlier this evening, which I won't name, where it's like, oh yeah, this is bad. Ha ha ha. You know, uh, can't you tell how bad this is? This is fun, right? Like, I, I've i never seen the Sharknado movies, but I imagine the Sharknado movies are like that, right? Oh God, yeah. yeah. That's all they are. Uh, after but, the first one. The first one's less like that. But uh, yeah, like his, Neil Breen, I get total sincerity out of him. Yeah, that's, that's what it is, sincerity. Um, but yeah, when you do that, you ride the line of, are they laughing at you or with you? It's all very ambiguous to me. I'm laughing at him. I'm also laughing with him. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying... I, I, I will go out and see K the Torture Crossing again in the theater, if we're, if we were playing. Um, apparently it's not. Apparently he wants to keep the, 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 um, the screenings of it low. Uh, and I don't know why. Mm. But if, if he were... I'm not going to say if he were smart. He, I think he's a smart guy. But he should know that if he decided to play this more in theaters, like make it more like a you know midnight movie, uh, which is another thing he doesn't like, by the way. He doesn't like his movies being played late. He Like when he booked Cave the Torture Crossing at theaters, apparently he told theaters, you must play this at 7 p.m. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> and, and also uh, one of the theater programmers was like, can you send a screener over before... You know, we, we start showing this just so we can see it first. And he responded back, we've seen my other movies. Uh, so, no, I'm not going to send you this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh yeah, uh, dude. Power move. Yeah, and uh, I forget what my point was, but oh no, no. If if he realized that you know people like me would be so enthused about seeing this in a theater and would be happy to go again because that experience was just so special. If those screenings happened, if they popped up more and more, you know, in the next few weeks and things get rolling and, you know, more and more of these screenings happen and people go crazy, you know, he'd roll in the dough and, and he'd, he'd, uh, it'd be, it'd be amazing if this caught on, you know, kind of like RRR did. <laughs> That's my example. I, I, like he could be Tommy Wiseau. He could rest on his laurels, sell these movies that are, that people are going to laugh at, like make it a fathom event or whatever. Uh, and he, I genuinely think he could do that and probably live a nice life off that. But like, I don't know. He's an artist. He's like, he's fucking David Lynch sending in, uh, <laughs> the orders of, uh, please play this in this aspect ratio, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I, it's, pr- it's probably all according to his plan of just maybe, not getting overexposed or not having too many people watch his movie, but he's very confident in like, okay, there's going to be a certain amount of people watching this movie. I'll make a certain amount of money and I would be confident in, in that. Like I won't, he won't lose his edge. Maybe, <laughs> you know, he doesn't, maybe he doesn't want to go to those heights of a Tommy Wiseau. So yeah, yeah I think he's not. smart. Yeah. He's smart. Make enough money to make the next movie and then move on. <laughs> yeah. So the movies, so Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go through them and then uh, we'll come back and talk about which ones we saw. But he started with 2005's Double Down. Then 2009, he did I Am Here, dot, 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 now. There are four dots there. 2012, Fateful Findings. 2016, Pass Through. 2018, Twisted Pair. 2020, Neil Breen's Five Film Retrospective. <laughs> Yeah, Neil Breen's five film retrospective, which is a five-hour documentary <laughs> on, and he, he he makes this very clear in his in his promotion for this. They're not the makings of his five movies. He ex- he explains the process of how he made each movie. Amazing, and he's selling these uh, to film schools and teachers that's his main target audience for this incredible five film retrospective uh which is 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 at least a hundred or so dollars i looked i wanted to buy it i did not buy it really oh my (laughs) god yeah um uh, maybe i clicked on the wrong button but it was pricey very pricey uh and then 2023 cade the tortured crossing so siobhan to you uh, uh, which one did you end up seeing first? And also, how many did you see? Uh, I saw three films. Um, I I didn't know that I was going to see this many because it was just two nights ago that I saw my first one. I had been told in the past that Fateful Findings was the right way to start, and uh, so I decided to just take people's suggestion and start there. And um, after seeing Fateful Findings, I went to Twisted Pair. Uh, knowing that it was, uh, it was the first part, it, uh, the, the, the one that you saw, Cade, the Tortured Crossing, was a sequel to Twisted Pair. So that's why I watched Twisted Pair. And then, uh, that same night, I went, uh, and watched, uh, Drive Through, uh, Pass Through, uh, because I kind of just got obsessed. I got into this rhythm. Like, I, I really just wanted to keep watching his movies. Like, I, here, here, like my experience was like, 
the first 20 minutes or so of fateful findings, I was like, Oh no, people are, this is just a joke. People are laughing at this guy. I'm not really into this. And then I don't know. It's like, I don't, I don't know what happened, but at a certain point I actually did genuinely kind of get swept up in it. And I was like, I'm enjoying this a lot. Like it's kind of just like a switch flipped. And, uh, like, I, I think like I kind of started to get it a little more and I, I, I saw what he was going for and I thought it was cool. And then basically I just kept that feeling where like, I just want to keep rolling on this guy's movies. I don't want to stop. I'm in a Neil Breen, uh, attitude right now. Uh, I don't, I don't d- d- keep, keep everybody else away from me. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> so uh, one thing I, okay. I love, I loved faithful findings. It was, it, okay. It might've been my favorite. I saw it might be twisted pair. I'm not sure, but, uh, something amazing about faithful findings is that this is a movie about a man who uses magical powers to hack into government agencies all across the world to expose their secrets and it takes place entirely in like just some suburban homes <laughs> and focuses on weird relationship drama between these two couples that live next door uh, like about, about housewives that <laughs> housewives that don't wear bras taking pills and asshole husbands polishing up the mirrors on their sick ferraris <laughs> like, that's just <laughs> i don't think we ever see an instance of hacking we just get told, I am hacking. <laughs> like, he does not get his plots across very well, which is, no. it's fine. I, it's fine. Uh, what I think he, he does do very well is I think he gets, I think he creates fun characters and the lot, the dialogue he has is uh, kind of fun and like, awkward line readings, uh, weird editing choices, maybe lingering on a, on a shot for too long. Or, uh, sometimes he just like plays the same, like snippet a couple times in a row. And it feels like it's accidental. Uh, it's, or, or he has like effects that are like stuff like this really endears me to a movie where like his effect of like a black void that he's like being submersed in, is just him like sitting in a room that has uh, black trash bags uh, <laughs> taped to the walls, <laughs> naked. <laughs> He's naked. <laughs> it's just this kind of stuff that like I had such a good time watching. This is just faithful findings. I just had yeah. such a great time watching it, and it ends with a bunch of fucking CEOs and politicians blowing their brains out, on <laughs> which is <laughs> okay. Or whatever. I okay. What one thing we should also mention? Well, the ones I saw all kind of, all had these, thankfully, like leftist uh, I- ideals in Neil it. Neil is fucking based, all right. <laughs> straight, but up, like, he is. but like, just no nonsense. Uh, um, just, okay, because in Twisted Pair, because you did, uh, you said you saw Twisted Pair, right? I did see Twisted Pair, yeah. yeah. That was uh, very political. Very <laughs> That's the one I saw uh, before this recording. Um, uh, old, well, earlier in the day. That's the movie I had fun with today, is Twisted Pair. Because it has literally a scene where Neil Breen, as I forget who he was playing, either Kate or his twin brother, was like... Kale. Kale, yeah. 
Kale, his twin brother, was torturing <laughs> like three executives. <laughs> I could not figure out who was torturing those. I, I I think it was supposed to be Kale and Cade didn't know about it, but I don't think he ever had the beard in those scenes. Or he had the beard like later in the movie, but not earlier. I I, I don't know. It's it's hard to keep track, honestly, of, of who's who. Because um, I think it was Cade. Anyway, the point is his character's in these movies, his good guys are always against like these corporations, these government conspiracies. Yeah. Uh, he's always on the side of good. <laughs> he yeah. says it, he says it himself in his movies, uh, especially in K, the torture crossing, he is on the side of good and he trains warriors of good to fight against evil. That's the main premise of that movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, th- that ending of fateful findings where, uh, uh, he either like shoots his scenes I'm assuming in the offices where he works as like, I don't know what he does. He's an accountant or something, yeah. uh, Neil Breen, or just his home uh, or just a green screen or just like a park. Those are his locations, just real locations or a green screen. But by the end, it's all green screen. He's out like on a podium in front of like, I don't know where the Supreme court uh, saying something about, you know, corporations being evil Yada, yada, yada. People are applauding. This is fake applause track that just keeps going and going and going. And then as he does this, we see CEOs, executives blowing their brains out. <laughs> it's just yeah, against green the, screen background. This is Faithful Findings, by the way. Yeah. Oh, Faithful Findings. Yeah. Uh, so that's the end of Faithful Findings. And when I saw that. They don't just all blow their brains out. For some reason, a couple of them, like one of them goes to their car and turns it on in their garage. Uh, one of them goes to their car and takes a bunch of pills. And then like three of them shoot their, shoot themselves in the head. <laughs> but it's done in such an insane way where, again, I respect this ending because yeah. I would not have expected, you know, the six CEOs to, you know, commit suicide <laughs> in, <laughs> you know, you know, one scene after another. Um, uh, uh, I guess yeah. It, it took me by surprise. It because uh, how how does one do that? There's no way in getting into the, this man's brain. You mentioned David Lynch earlier. I can say like this is David Lynch, but just without the acclaim and the money. <laughs> uh, yes, I yeah. fully agree. One hundred percent. Yeah, he is my closest comp. Like I, you said, you don't like saying Tommy Wiseau. I don't either. I I I want to compare him more to David Lynch. And yeah, uh, because Edward. yeah, I'd say as a both comparisons work uh, because that ending of Fateful Findings again, it is wild. People in in my audience when I saw that, just to edit a, you know a room of like I don't know like thirty, maybe not even that forty people watching Fateful Findings on a projector in a bar earlier this year, they went insane. I went insane. I was like, oh my god how uh, again to get into the mind of no brain how did he do that <laughs> how, how did he come up with a, that ending <laughs> where again six ceos blow their brains out and commit it's, suicide. It, uh, maybe he's just like this is what the people want to see this yeah, is what and, i want to see and we got and, uh, it and, yeah and, yeah and by the way uh, i'm just gonna go to pass through right now yeah let's do it holy shit <laughs> this, this is one you saw i did not see yes okay so pass through uh, look, it's boring. Like it, it, there are probably like forty minutes of just 
uh, Neil Breen walking through the Nevada desert and doing nothing. <laughs> and uh, the rest of the movie, like, Neil's barely in it, actually. Like, like he is still the huh. star, but, like, there's a lot of time that he's not on screen, which is shocking. Interesting. Uh, basically, the plot of that one is that he he is some, like, higher being who's come back to Earth. His artificial intelligence from far into the future arrives to immediately cleanse the human species of millions of humans who are harmful to other humans, a visionary revolutionary film, which pushes the human species to the limits of controversial thought provoking actions. So like, look, uh, that's the description on the poster, by the way, (laughs) you have to read his posters to understand his plots. Uh, (laughs) uh, If you thought, him showing a couple CEOs and politicians blowing their brains out was extreme. Uh, Oh baby, get ready for pass through. I don't want to say too much, but like there's a lot more of that in there. Um, even though I, 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 I'll, I'll preface it by saying the, the movie's not the best. And that that's his most overtly political movie I've seen. And, uh, I'll say he's 95% of the way there. There are a couple things that like he might have brought up like social justice or whatever. <laughs> uh, but, but, uh, but whatever, it didn't get too in the way, but yeah, pa- pass through. I, I would still recommend it. Absolutely. But, uh, the worst of the three I saw. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I, I will check it out. I will, of course. Um, but we, we now we got to talk about Twisted Pear some more. Twisted Pear. This Twisted one. Pear. This one, Ooh, yeah, I saw, baby. you saw. Uh, I, okay, something I, I need to reveal. I didn't know K the Tortured Crossing was a sequel <laughs> to Twisted Pear until today. <laughs> until, you watched the minute first. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. That's, and. Uh, wait, until you recognize the characters in Twisted Pear? Is when, that it? When I read the description of Twisted Pear, I go, wait a second. This is the. the, the First movie featuring <laughs> his character Cade. I didn't know after watching the entirety of Cade the Tortured Crossing that it was a sequel. Because <laughs> awesome. I, I just took it as granted. I just took whatever was happening during Cade the Tortured Crossing as like, okay, this is a movie. This has no, there's no connection to anything else. This is just happening on screen. This is random. I don't get it. I'll tell you this, Siobhan, after seeing Twisted Pair, I can still say I have no idea what the hell's going on in either movie. <laughs> this did not help me in understanding K the Tortured Crossing, watching let, Twisted let, Pair. Let's read the let's read the the poster here. Identical <laughs> twin brothers become hybrid AI artificial intelligence entities, yet are torn in different directions to achieve justice for humanity. Ah, uh, okay. Um I'm glad you read that because that, so that, that sort of that, that that clarifies a few things. For one me. <laughs> of them is supposed to be like the good brother and the bad brother. They both want the same goals, but one of them is going about it in the wrong way. Like it's kind of like uh, the only one that's coming to mind right now is Black Panther. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, right. I'd say yeah, you can make that direct comparison. This uh, you can say Black Panther stole this idea from Twisted Pair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I what I like about these movies is just the again like I said uh, earlier when we talked about faithful findings unexpected uh so, you know sort of similar to how you you uh you're saying how in faithful findings the first minutes or so you're like okay this is ridiculous like this is 
bad people making fun of it, you know, whatever. But then it gets you. It it, it hooks you. That's what happened with me and Twisted Pear. Uh, I had it on as I worked today, but I just could not look away. I had to keep focusing on Twisted Pear. There's a scene where he runs into this woman. <laughs> uh, and he, he drops his phone. She drops her papers. <laughs> And he goes, oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Literally, the scene is they're screaming at each other automatically. Like, oh, no, 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 no. She goes, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> he goes, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's goes, okay. No, it's okay. I, it's okay. I, I, it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll help you. Oh, yo, you, you should go to dinner. We should, I'll, I'll take <laughs> you to on, dinner. I'll take you to on. dinner. Come, here, meet me back here at 8, 8 p.m. Me, 8 p.m. Hey, <laughs> we'll, we'll go to dinner. I'll meet me back here at 8 p.m. I'm so sorry. I'll make this up to you. <laughs> meet me back here at 8 p.m. We'll go to dinner. <laughs> It's no exaggeration. That's all he says, like screaming it at her. And she goes, no, no, I have a boyfriend. And she she pushes him away. <laughs> it is wild. And then, At that point, I was going like, oh, no, Neil, what the fuck? <laughs> that, that, that was the first moment, I think, where it hooked me. Because I'm like, what? What is this? <laughs> and then the... the I don't want to give. She too doesn't much meet away. him back at dinner. She does yeah. not meet her back there at eight eight p.m. I, I want to talk about this moment because, like, this moment is. I, I don't want to talk too much about this movie either. You know, I don't want to leave it kind of a mystery, but this moment is quintessential new brain for me. Where yes, you're saying Siobhan, like she doesn't meet him at eight. He goes okay. The next scene. This is. <laughs> got, people, hey, folks, listen. Get ready for this. Next scene. <laughs> she. Is at her apartment. <laughs> he <laughs> walks into her apartment. <laughs> they start fighting. <laughs> I'm like, oh my, Neil, what are you doing? What's happening? <laughs> he goes, you didn't meet me at eight, you bitch. <laughs> he says that. <laughs> she takes a, a, a painting, slams it over his head, Looney Tune style. <laughs> And it gets, they're fighting for seemingly five minutes straight, like on the couch. <laughs> and then, and then what happens, Siobhan? You, 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 you tie and, this up. And, and then, so yeah, they're, they're fighting. Uh, he's, he's like grabbed her from behind and is like trying to restrain her. And, and then all of a sudden they just snuggle up together. <laughs> they start <laughs> kissing. That's, that's the reveal. Start, start talking sweet. <laughs> that like, is. Again, who thinks of that? that the, is... the introduction to these characters is this this husband and wife, basically, I think, is that they have this weird uh, uh, rape play thing. That they <laughs> like, like psychosexual to do. <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> Pretend they're strangers uh, and then <sighs> go out and have... Uh, hey, but hey, you know, uh, I'm glad that happened. I'm glad that reveal was there, because yeah, otherwise... This movie's a lot kinkier. Uh, there's <laughs> there's that weird thing. There's the corporate businessman getting tied up with chains <laughs> yeah. and shot and stuff. There's, there's like, drug addictions, abuse. It's a lot more violent. Uh, he swears more. Oh, yeah, and yeah, like, like Siobhan said earlier, from reading the poster, they have, or at least Cade... The, our lead, our hero, has like superpowers, right? He's like bred from AI. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So early on in the movie, he 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 helps some soldiers uh, oh, that's right. through a burning building. 
Okay. Like, every now and then he reminds you that he has powers by like jumping 30 feet into the air. Now, can can we describe this? Can we and again, this is for folks who don't know, who haven't seen a nil brain anything, but he he I guess I mentioned it now. In Cade the in Cade the 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 tortured crossing, like 99% of that movie is shot on green screen, which is in it's is it all in that like purple place? Uh, the purple. No, it's some of it is. I won't get into it, but what I'm saying is Neil Breen, I think, has now become the James Cameron. He, he's in his James Cameron phase, <laughs> where like his vision is is constantly like getting bigger. It's it, it's progressively getting bigger and bigger. His vision is what I'm saying. And in uh, Twisted Pair, we see these scenes where yes, they're action. But the action is literally like a Photoshop, like dragging, uh, 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 you know, these pixels of Neil Breen jumping up. Like you can basically see the image moving, like a <laughs> like a cut. I can't even describe what it is. It's like a cutout image of Neil Breen, like being moved up. <laughs> a still like a still image. Like if you've ever seen some awkward Tim and Eric bits, like I swear to God, it's that that exact stuff. Yeah, but like that sort of stuff you see in K. Sorry, in Twisted Pair of these action moments of like Neil Breen being you know photoshopped in these like still images. That is ninety nine percent K. The Tortured Crossing, and that's why oh, I think it's go. it's he, he is unbound now by his you know it, it, there's no limits for him now. Neil Breen, untethered. he's 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 untethered. He's mastered the green screen. I think in Cade. The Twitter Crossing. But in Twisted Pair, you do see some of it. You do see like him playing with the, the medium, which is which is what gets me excited. Like he he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not gonna pay f- you know for a set. I'm not gonna go outside. It seems like a lot of this movie, Twisted Pair, was shot like in an abandoned like mall. Like it was after midnight. They went to this one location and shot the entire movie there, like at night. Because, uh, like, I think some CEOs get murdered, like, at the steps, at the front steps of this place. And yeah. then uh, Kate takes his girlfriend uh, to a restaurant that was empty, which basically looks yeah, like... it's the exact same place. The exact same place. And then the, the when they first meet... The exact same place where they first meet. Yeah. yeah it's, all, there. it's all filmed in, like, the same square block <laughs> of, mm-hmm. of wherever, wh- whatever city he's in. Uh, but, and also, No Brain, by the way, uses a lot of uh, stock footage. <laughs> And I'm assuming he buys yeah. from just like stock footage websites. But I don't know. The, the magic is there, right? We can say the magic is there in Twisted Pair too, right? Siobhan, what, sure, what else? Yeah. What, what else happens in Twisted Pair? Uh, doesn't, isn't this the one where he hugs the eagle? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why th- that eagle plays a big role. Like the, he, that eagle shows up at least twice. He comes back. Yeah. He comes back to it later in the film. Yeah. Uh, also, Again, I, just I, stock footage of an eagle that he just photoshopped himself in. He's supposed to be like an okay. Let me go back to the poster. Identical twin brothers become hybrid AI, artificial intelligence entities. By the way, I like that he uses stock footage in his movies uh, with some guy in a, in, in the hoodie. That's part of the stock footage, and he makes his evil twin uh, yeah. just him him in a beard and a fake beard and a hoodie just to match the sock footage like, that that's beard's why really interesting 
Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it looks pretty decent, actually, and then other times it does not. I think it's the mustache that kind of fucks it up. But like the the, the beard around it, like it, I don't know, it looked fine to me. Well, some guy literally has a has a fake mustache taped to his face. <laughs> One of the CEOs. I, don't think I noticed it. <laughs> I noticed it. <laughs> but uh, but okay, I'll say this too, real quick. In his movies, yes, some of it is 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 cut together so oddly. Um, but I'll say this in terms of the filmmaking and also some of the audio drops off so weirdly, like yeah. sometimes there's silence when there shouldn't be silence, but for the most part, he knows how to put a movie together. <laughs> I'll I give him that. that. Yes. It's not as bad like, as know, like, he knows what he's doing. Like, it's, it's not as bad it's as, so uh, it's not as bad as like Birdemic, right? Where that, no. that to me is it's, it's fun to watch in, in a lot more of a, of a, you know, this is bad sort of way. I would not call this incompetent, like at all. No, yeah, that's what I want to get. That that that's the point I want to make. It's not incompetent, especially when you look at K the Tortured Crossing. But in parts of this, there's some of that in there. There's some incompetence, but not completely. He knows what he's doing. He knows the, what shots he needs, but he still gets his actors from Craigslist. That's that's what he. <laughs> which <laughs> yeah, I hey. the the fun overacting of everybody around him is 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 great. Yeah. Um, Always a highlight. Uh, I wanted to uh, go back to fateful findings uh, when when he finds his friend that has committed suicide or has been killed and framed as being a suicide. Uh, here here's his line read, and I've just written this as one long run, one long run on sentence because he never takes any pauses during any of this. He's he's holding the he's holding his friend who's dead in his arms, full of blood everywhere. Uh, he is, he, is, he he does good with blood effects, honestly. Yeah. Uh, when he gets run over at Faithful Findings, like it looks nasty. Anyway, uh, I can't believe you've committed suicide. I cannot believe you've committed suicide. How could you have done this? How could you have committed suicide? <laughs> I don't know. It's just silly stuff like that. <laughs> uh, okay, and my, my last thing with Twisted Pair, I think. The end of uh, the film. Okay, oh, oh, here's an awesome thing I love. Uh, that like, is just like a fucking, like, just like a, like a, a baller move. I think you're, you're going through the credits. You do see a lot of Neil Breen. You see directed, produced, edited by Neil Breen or whatever, starring Neil Breen, uh, Neil Breen co-edited, uh, Neil Breen produced. And then, but other things like, uh, let's say craft services, it'll say like, uh, and tasty eats. <laughs> and uh and then at the end of the and for lighting it'll say uh uh B's great lighting or whatever. And and at the end of the credits he has a he has like a reveal. He's like everything that you saw above that had an either an N or a B in it was actually just Neil Brown. <laughs> so, so, so he so he does he does literally like every job on yeah. his sets which is yeah. awesome like i love that dedication he's that dedication i love to imagine him going home at night and like cooking up a big meal for the cast and cr- for the cast <laughs> uh see this is why i cannot uh make fun of him completely i can make fun of him a little bit but he has his dedication i want him to continue making movies like this uh, oh, uh, let me talk about Kate the Tortured Crossing a bit more. It's a sequel to Twisted Pairs. It's just as, like, 
visionary <laughs> ass twisted pair, but it's to me it's better. I I I I'll admit, like I like I was saying before, it seems like he's improving, you know, ever so gradually as a filmmaker. And I'm interested in the stuff he's doing with this green screen. Uh, in in the uh, I, I saw the ten minute trailer for his five hour uh, uh, five film retrospective, which again I I kind of want to see. I, I want to I, I want to get inside this man's brain. But in that ten minute trailer, you see footage of his green screen, and it's and it's the size of like a rubber Rodriguez like you know green screen. Like he could have shot <laughs> Sin City there, and you can sense that. I'm guessing he he got you know he he got that studio space from the money he's making from you know his past films he's putting it back into you know the filmmaking, and you can tell he's playing with the medium of this green screen in a way nobody ever really does. Should they? Probably not. But he's playing around with it. There are scenes I literally it's like oh, Siobhan, you'll I think you'll love K the Torture Crossing. Just, I'm so excited. It's almost Silent Hilly, by the way. <laughs> it takes oh. place in, in a in a mental asylum. Uh, it's 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 more horror than like the other films I've seen of Interesting. his. Interesting, and also it's very reminiscent of a David Lynch film more than the other uh, uh, you know Neil Breen things I've seen. He definitely goes for something. Uh, again, I I have to give him props. He's he's doing he's he's putting his vision on screen. There's no filter there. The only thing that's missing is a. If if he had a budget like of a million dollars, even, I I I I I would like to see that. But for now, give, for the budget he him, has, <laughs> give he's doing him great the, work. Give him the Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, the, like the circular yeah. green screen technology. That would then. be incredible. I, I I will say it 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 is impressive because there are moments when like. Cade invites these people who who have escaped the mental hospital, uh, the mental asylum. It's supposed to be like an evil uh, hospital where like this corporation is testing uh, these kids for something. They're trying to find a milk, uh, like a cure for death or something. I'm not entirely sure what's going on, but these patients escape. He takes them to his mansion. <laughs> And these characters are, are these kids are walking up the stairs, but it's all green screen. But there's just, there's attention to detail there that impressed me, where every step they take matches the green screen picture that like it's being projected on. Like, does that make sense? It's like that that, that that's some dedication there. It's like, uh, it's not all perfect, obviously, but my God, it. Uh, uh, I'm glad he's. He's where he is now. Are, are you ready to wrap this up, Marcelo? I am. I, th- I think we've covered a lot of okay. brain. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm gonna. Uh, <clears throat> I would like you to read this. I'm gonna send it to the chat. This is uh, the last thing written. Uh, the last sentence is the last sentence written in the credits of Twisted Pair. I wrote it down word for word. I'm sending it to the Skype chat. I would like you to read this. Thanks to all AI futurists, scientists, computer scientists, AI theorists, and all others for your thought-provoking ideas. Neil Breen. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome, Neil. (laughs) AI futurists, AI theorists, scientists, computer scientists. (laughs) Scientists, computer scientists. Uh, Oh, God. 
he is incredible. Oh yeah, so I guess yeah. F- wrapping this up, final thoughts. Like I, 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 I can't believe I'm gushing so much about Neil Breen. I want to see more of his work, and I want to see more people uh, be aware of his work. That excitement I felt seeing Cave the Torture Crossing last week. Like I mentioned earlier in the episode, that's what I want in a movie screening. Just people just going wild for it. Being being on that level of like, we, we, we know why we're here. We're here to see this insane thing made by this person who is not of this world. And we're on board. And people were cheering, like I said, at the end. Chanting Neil. <laughs> Neil, you did it. Someone shouted, you did it again, Neil. <laughs> That's awesome. I hope he knows he's loved. Um, yeah. He makes cool shit. He's a great artist. It's something I, somebody I want to work out for, look out for, somebody I want to support. Um, and yeah, absolutely recommend wholeheartedly seeking out his work. Yeah. So if, if anything, if these last, uh, how long have we been talking about Neil? Like 30, 40 minutes have proved anything is, you know, ideal scenario, uh, get some friends who are like-minded. Uh, you know, don't treat this as entirely, you know, making fun of something bad. Uh, be open-minded, but also have fun. Get a group of friends, watch Faithful Findings or Twisted Pair. Have some fun watching Neil Brain movies. And spread the word. Um, because it took me, what, 11 years to finally watch a Neil Brain movie after first hearing about him, and now I'm telling you who are listening, go watch a Neil Brain movie. There you go. Actually, All right. Yeah, there actually is kind of like a black lodge. I've got Twisted Pear playing in the background. There, there is kind of like a black lodge kind of thing. Like the meeting with like the fairy and the guy with the jewels whose voice is like vocoded and the oh. painting that like comes to life. Do you, uh, whatever. I mean, Amazing honestly, stuff. I'm not going to tell you why uh, Cade the Tortured Crossing remind me of Inland Empire, but it reminded me of Inland Empire. Wait, oh have you seen Inland God. Empire yet? No, I haven't. I do uh, on that Criterion. I'll I, I will watch it before I watch Kate the Tortured Crossing. Now, yeah, please uh, do, uh, uh, double feature, double feature it up, Cade and Inland Empire. Uh, okay, so there we go. Um, oh, box office game. So, oh, <laughs> I How much uh, is Neil I at the box office. I I could not find any box office numbers on <laughs> any Neil Breen film. <laughs> so what I did. And this will just be quick. This this will be reminiscent to last week's. Um, I went to Box Office Mojo uh, and went with... Uh, like Last week, I, I quizzed you on the top 10 all-time uh, grossing films uh, underneath the genre keyword of vampire in honor of uh, The Last Voyage of the Demeter. This week, the genre keyword is twin. Mm. So, the top 10... Uh, genre keyword twin movies uh, box office domestic can you guess uh, the top five just just shout out some some titles see how far you get in here twins that's number one all right you win <laughs> that's uh, there's like no other okay n- name name another one social network so actually that's a good one I don't think that's on this list that should uh, be on this list. Yeah, you know, I was thinking, does like Freaky Friday count? Uh, also not on the list. Uh, like, I should say I, I this. I don't know. Like I, that one just felt like maybe it'd be in some weird loophole. <laughs> Honestly, this list is uh, has only twenty seven movies. 
I'm, su- I'm surprised uh, Twisted Pear isn't on this because the bottom one made thirteen thousand dollars. <laughs> Amazing. What's that one? Uh, the pretty one, which yeah, okay. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, there's there's a fairly obvious one. Oh wait, wait, did you say Freaky Friday? I did. Yeah. Did you not mean another Lindsay Lohan movie? Oh yes, of course. The of Parental course. Trap. Yes, the Parental Trap. Number three, the Parent Trap. Um, I give you uh, one hint in the top five. There's one. There's a martial arts one. Martial arts. And another one. I'll give you another hint. Stars a comedian that I think you enjoy. We've spent a lot of time talking about. You could say we did a commentary uh, where he starred in a movie that we commented over. Let's say he produced another movie that we saw for a commentary. Uh, damn it. It is just, it is weird how I don't. All right, I'm going to pull up some more information. So this movie, the number two, I'm going to reveal the number two movie on this list by the comedian. Um, we've talked about him and his movies a lot. Uh, this movie opened on November 11th, 2011. 11, 11, 11. Wow. And uh, there's two of them. Yeah, one, one. Yeah. Uh, the comedian plays his own twin. Worldwide, it made $149 million. Rated PG? Jeez. Is that right? Like Nutty Professor? <laughs> You're close. Am I? Uh, kind of. Is Nutty Professor even on this list? This is a bad list, by the way. Nutty Professor. Norbit? Is he, are there two Norbits? Oh, wait. Know. There's no twin in Nutty Professor. He's just playing himself, but thinner. Well, he's, he's playing like an entire family of people. I don't oh, know. that Maybe is true. some twins in there. But this this one, this movie is a legit twin movie. Twin movie. You're going to kick yourself. I'm, okay, I'm going to start reading the synopsis. Oh, 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 oh. Jack and Jill. You got it. That's it. Fuck yeah. Yeah, okay. That was number two. Uh, number three, Parent Trap. Number four, The Man in the Iron Mask. And number five, The One. Um, and that is uh, the top. Those are the top five twin It, it looks like they, it sounds like they put number five at the wrong spot. <laughs> it should All have right. been number one. We've done our job here. Uh, oh, next, absolutely. Oh, literally. Nobody I can say we haven't. So Okay, so next week, uh, we're going to have special guests. Uh, hopefully, if things pan out, if they don't, it'll yeah, just really special guests. <laughs> if they don't pan pan out for whatever reason, it'll just me. It'll just be me and Siobhan. But possible guests next week on this show—that's exciting. Just find out next week if it, if it happens. But there will be an episode next week. Next week's big release is Gran Turismo. Oof! Uh, what are we watching? Yeah, what are we watching? We we got race car movies. We've got Rush. Car. We've got Turbo. We've got uh, Need for Speed. We've got uh, 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 gr- uh, Grand Torino. <laughs> 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 We've got uh, uh, French Connection. Yeah, yeah, these are all that, racing. The movies. Fast and Furious, the original one. Okay, so there's a lot of racing movies, a lot of car movies. Um, oh, I had to double check too. So Gran Turismo is the big one, but Don also, John, you know, he, he's got his ride, his boys, his porn, right? What? Bad. 
Don John, you remember, he, he's got, he's got uh, like six things he cares about in life. He, his family, his ride, his pad, his, uh, his car, his girls, and his porn. Isn't that, it's something like that. Why is it every time we, we, uh, we're on mic, you <laughs> want to talk about Don John? Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> That movie lives rent-free in my head. I don't know why. I'm sorry about it. I was also going to say Bottoms comes out next week, but we're doing racing movies. Bottoms. Uh, I want to. I want us to do Homophobic. Days of Thunder. That we're going to do a racing movie instead of the lesbian movie, but cool. But <laughs> I'm a cheerleader or something. But no, yeah, let's. We let's could do also do that. You know what? Listen, Siobhan, we could do two, two and one. Like 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 uh like we did um for for the Dark Knight and Mamma Mia we can do two, uh so I say we do da- I say we do Days of Thunder, it's a classic movie Days of Thunder oh I love it in my opinion I, I hey I said the c word it's classic uh, in my book uh great racing and, and movie. off air you said the c word a lot too yeah I said I I that, that's what I called Tom Cruise he's just a big C <laughs> I suggest we do a bottoms uh, inspired pick as well. I think we do both. Okay. Let's spread our wings here, but I'm a cheerleaders on Tubi, but I own the Blu-ray. I own it on digital. So we can see that, but I'm a cheerleader. I mean, it doesn't fit in our blockbuster. Uh, sure. Uh, okay. What's a lesbian blockbuster? <laughs> or, or I guess we could do a, like a teen sex comedy. That's what it is. We could do like super bad, but Hey, you know, technically uh, but I'm a cheerleader came out, July 7th in the year 2000, so it is a summer movie. It's a summer release. Saved, maybe? Saved? I watched Sam- that pretty recently. Mm, I saw half of that. I could watch the other half. It's a good movie. Saved. That came out uh, May 28th, 2004. Would you, you call that a blockbuster? Money? I don't know. It's independent. Um, no, but there's... Uh, what, what is a blockbuster with lesbians? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, um. Hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna type in lesbian Carol blockbusters. Blue is the warmest color. M- maybe that's a good thing that Bottoms is opening technically in the summer. Right there, there's a lack of um, you know, gay. Uh, well, like fair. It's it's a gay rom com slash uh, uh, raunchy comedy. Yeah, it's got that teen raunchy sex comedy stuff. We can yeah. watch Sex Drive. Yeah, <laughs> was was Sex Drive a summer blockbuster? I, I have to imagine they tried to be anyway. Mm. I doubt it made any money, but yeah, no. So it's a. I mean, hey, we can expand it to high school movies. Yeah, because uh, uh, yeah, um, eighth grade. Now I'm looking up American Pie. I'm betting. Uh, I bet American Pie was a summer movie. Oh, yeah, interesting. Sex Drive came out October. American Pie, July 9th, 1999. American Pie does seem like a good comp for that. There's some uh, lesbian stuff in there, I think. Oh, sexy. Uh, Yeah, I I, I, I haven't seen American Pie like in 20 years. I I, I watch American Pie. Last time I revisited it, it held up. So see if it does that again. It's on Peacock. Days Hell yeah. Of, oh, let's go. Let's go. All We're right. doing it. Go to Paramount to watch Days of Thunder. Go to Peacock to watch uh, American Pie. Perfect. This is 
this is going to be great. Uh, I'm, I'm going to jump on the uh, the Discord and DM our future guest guests to see if they can do this. But hey, if they can't, fuck them. Next week, <laughs> Days of Thunder and American Pie. Wow. I'm excited. And then the week after that, we have to figure out uh, a Denzel movie for the uh, uh, Equalizer 3. But we'll, Interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But we, we, we've we nailed down. I'm excited about this, honestly. Speaking of nails, the Equalizer uses a nail gun. <laughs> uh, I'm excited about Days of Thunder American Pie. But for now, we have to say goodbye. Plugs, Siobhan, anything? <clears throat> you were you have a plug by the way you, you you've been very dodgy about giving out plugs but i know you have something to promote just promote it for god's sake just say it i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> the thing that literally came out today uh oh sure yeah i, I made <laughs> a guest appearance it? i didn't forget about it i was like is that what he's talking about okay so, yeah, so I made a guest appearance on a um, lovely podcast uh, hosted by a man named Brad uh, called The Album Concept Hour. Um, really cool podcast uh, where um, every week they do a different concept album and talk about the songs in depth. Um, I uh, chose the Against Me album transgender dysphoria blues and uh we uh, we got it's a heavy album we get into some heavy topics have some heavy talks really fun time great stuff good podcast um and you can follow me over at junk blader on x oh god i'm not gonna call it that uh yeah go go listen to that episode siobhan i'm sure it was great Thank you. You're not going to listen to it, are you? <laughs> listen, we can talk about that off mic. <laughs> As for me, talkfilmsociety.com, patreon.com slash talkfilmsociety to check out the commentaries. By the way, we have to record a commentary soon. <laughs> I realize that it's it's halfway through the month. Uh, whose pick is it this month, by the way? Is it mine? I or, think so. so we, we, we trade off for our commentaries on the I Patreon. did Terrify her last time, so yeah, it's yours. Yeah, so yeah, uh, stay tuned at the, at the end of this month in August. Uh, uh, we will have recorded a commentary uh, for something that I picked. Uh, I'll think about that, and we'll, we'll do that soon. And also, check out for something uh, on the Patreon in regards to, uh, say, a, f- a horror film franchise that has at least nine parts. Uh, it could be a lot of things. You don't know. You have to find out in September when we release it. And that's it. Siobhan, thank you as always. And that's the tea. And now for my signature catchphrase. Hey! I'll see you at the movies. Nope. I never say that. Alright. Bye.